Hi, I'm Greg Eulen with Reynolds and Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today, I'm talking with Dylan Schober about his do's and don'ts for payables and receivables. Should be an interesting one. Let's get connected. Dylan, thanks so much for hopping on today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yep, for sure. So you and I recently had a conversation, and, and it kind of piqued my interest mm-hmm. um, about basically chasing cash in the business office. Absolutely. Um, and you, yeah, and you have uh, a bunch of best practices that uh, we thought would probably be a good thing to share with the audience. So I, I don't know where where do you want to start with this conversation? Yeah, I mean, let's start kind of broad, and we'll we'll narrow in as we go. You know, the name of the game with cash flow, right, is get the money in before it goes out. Right, that's not a new concept. Obviously, we know that, but the goal is to get the money as quickly as possible, not have any unnecessary slowdowns or trip-ups, and then pay as late as you possibly can in the process. And so uh, with that, obviously, that shouldn't be news to anybody, but the processes that we've seen in place at so many dealerships are very much, we're doing what we did 10 years ago, and uh, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. And I think we're leaving some on the table uh, from a cash flow standpoint that frankly, we don't need to anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. And you have some kind of basic do's and don'ts um, that would probably be good uh, to to share. So let's start with kind of what not to do and some of those don'ts. Um, wh- so what what are some of those things that are are really causing or leading to that loose cash flow? Yeah, I'll say probably the biggest don't and the easiest, I think, to correct is relying on good old-fashioned snail mail, right? Whether we're talking on the AR side or the AP side, Anytime that we've got a paper check, right, that paper check comes with issues. It comes with expense. It comes with time. And uh, when we stick it in an envelope, not only are we wasting time, um, you know, that could have been better spent elsewhere stuffing the envelope, but that time in transit, the time waiting for the check to clear the bank um, adds not only, again, duration to this, which causes issues on both sides of the equation, uh, but also uncertainty when it comes to accounting, right? We go to do our end of month and we have to figure out what has cleared, what hasn't cleared. And uh, again, I don't think we need to necessarily do that anymore, but I see a lot of people stuck in that same, again, way of doing it 10 years ago. Well, yeah, and, and to add to it, I mean, you have the post office, it's hurting right now too, right? They yep. just announced uh, rate increases and, and lowered expectations for delivery time. So th- yep. there's a lot of factors that go into it, but sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, what, what else you got as far as, as don'ts go? No, that's good. And actually, uh, you know, on that, I saw a, uh, a scathing article. I forget who wrote it, uh, but the headline read, uh, USPS will now charge more for slower delivery of your mail. And um, man, that's if that doesn't sum up where we're at, um, you know, I think it is. A lot of folks obviously um, you know, made that, tried to address that issue at the start of COVID, you know, because people didn't want to, they were worried COVID was going to go through the mail on their letter, right? Um, but now, you know, we're seeing kind of a whole nother wave of people, you know, realizing the problems with snail mail because, again, um, slowdowns, things of that nature. Um, outside of that, though, some of the other don'ts that we have are uh, doing all of your checks in one big batch, right? Because, again, if the goal is to pay as closely to the due date as possible, hold on to that cash, you know, use that opportunity cost with the money. If we put it all in one batch, some of the things that we're paying aren't going to be due for another, you know, 10, 15, 20 days. And uh, we don't necessarily need to do things that way. Um, Additionally, again, it just leaves um, more up in the air. Um, We we can push that out, right? We don't have to pay everything all in one go. 
Um, additionally, if we are restricting the ways that we can receive money, that can have a negative impact on us as well. Um, if we only receive check, right, not only is that going to hurt the number of people who will do business with us, um, you know, one example, I talked to a lot of part managers and, um, you know, a lot of them uh, specifically with wholesale, you know, they're told, hey, I need you to be able to take a credit card because I can't just keep doing this whole manual check process each time. Um, that's one area, obviously, of many. So we're going to restrict the number of folks that we can do business with if we only receive checks. Uh, but again, also with that, every time we're asking for a check, you can guarantee your letter is going to go on a pile and they're going to wait to pay it until the last possible moment. By offering um, you know, other options, we can uh, alleviate that. Yeah, for sure. And think about, you know, take a step back and think about your personal life. I, I honestly don't remember the last time I wrote a check, like a physical check. Do you, uh, yeah. do you write checks? I don't know. I just, and then you think about it from a business perspective and it's like, mm -hmm. maybe we don't need to do this. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's funny. Um, when my wife and I got married, she very much was old school, you know, check ledger, writing checks. And it, that blew my mind that she was still doing that. And so that was uh, one of the things we had to come and figure out. And that we, uh, we, got everything set up for our auto pay and this and that and the other things. So definitely it's uh, it's gone by the way of the dinosaur. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what about, uh, what about some of the do's or, uh, yeah. or best practices, I guess, when it comes to, you know, payables and receivables? Yeah. And I candidly, uh, you know, probably touched on some of these with some of the don'ts. The do's are really a lot of just the flip side. Um, the biggest thing that we can do, right, is to digitize our process, whether we're talking about money going in or money coming uh, out, right? Um, on the you know, side of uh, receivables, right, by digitizing that process, if we can communicate using something other than a letter, right, if we can communicate via email or other options, um, not only are we going to cut down on the transit time for the letter to get there, uh, but if they have the option to you know, click a button to make a payment, they're much more likely to just do that while they've got it open instead of sitting your letter in a pile, right? And, and waiting for that to go through. And um, again, that's going to be a, a massive step forward from not only a time standpoint, but just from cleaning up a reconciliation standpoint, because the payment's going to be boom, done. We're not waiting for something to clear. Um, additionally, you know, we talked about uh, not doing everything in one batch run, but kind of paying on more of a as-needed basis, right? Uh, by doing that, um, again, we're going to increase our cash flow and, uh, you know, we're going to match things up better at the end of the month. And uh, candidly, you're going to just have more control, right? A lot of this comes down to control just as much as it does the dollars and cents. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, as, as I was listening to you, a lot of the a lot of the things you touched on uh, mm -hmm. also have an impact on just efficiency and and expense savings too, right? So you're you're yeah. using your checks, you're not using as much maker toner, postage, you name it. There, there's a lot of these little incremental expenses that that just go away sometimes. Absolutely, and you know it used to be back when you know electronic payments, uh, you know digitizing processes. It, it was it was a buzzword. It was this new cutting edge, exciting thing, right? Um, but initially it was, uh, still in its infancy, right? And it was seen as something that was neat to have, but not really a necessity, but we're at a point now where the technology's caught up, uh, to where there are really concrete measurable ROI dollars tied to this, right? Where you are going to be better off, um, offering this. And I'll, I'll tell you this, it's not just the reduction of expenses, um, but it's also, um, creative ways to add new inflow as well. Um, virtual cards is uh, one option for paying money out. 
And not only is that better from a process standpoint and even uh, some very locked-in security, you're also uh, going to open up a new revenue stream from rebates on that. You know, you think about, again, talking to our personal lives, having a cashback card, right, is such a benefit. Everyone's trying to rack up as many points as they can get. Why not do that for your dealership? And that's something that that virtual card really can offer dealerships. And I am starting to, in my conversations, see some dealers begin to adopt uh, things like that. And on the expense side, something that we don't quantify a lot is just our time, right? Money has an opportunity cost, but so does our time. And uh, we can't ever get more time back. And uh, I see too many dealerships spending all their time, you know, stuffing envelopes, right? Or constantly going back and forth, checking that the check number in the drawer matches the check number that's in my system. Or checking if we're in part of a group doing centralized accounting uh, that I'm printing to the right drawer with the right stores check stock in it. And if I accidentally print 50 wrong checks, now I've got to shred them all and start over from the beginning. You know, all of that is just not necessary uh, with what we can do today. And uh, by eliminating that, obviously, um, you know, we can put our people to use uh, doing something that's going to benefit us more than just having an envelope stuffing party, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Envelope stuffing party. That's that's a fun one right there. <laughs> All right. Well, Dylan, uh, definitely appreciate you hopping on and and sharing some of you know what you've experienced in your knowledge with uh, with the audience. Um, before we hop off, and uh, you know, kind of while we have have the audience mm-hmm. here, anything else you want to touch on? Anything that we we didn't talk about that we should? No, I think that kind of covers at least the the big points. Obviously, you know, when it comes to you know your specific dealership, your specific process, there's a lot of nuance to that. You know, and one of the things that I love doing. Um, is getting down into that, okay, how can we fit something into your specific situation? Um, the way you process things, the, the, the process you have in place, where can we get to, things of that nature. And so, um, you know, if you are hearing all of this and you're saying, hey, this sounds good, um, but I really don't know where to start. I love the idea of digitizing, but uh, I need someone to kind of walk me through what that could look like for me. Um, you know, we've got a whole team here, again, dedicated to that and uh, again, it's it's one of our favorite things to do. And so uh, we're more than happy to be, uh, you know, a resource for you guys and, um, you know, come up with a, a custom plan that'll work just for you. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Dylan. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Absolutely. Thank you. Before we hop off, don't forget, you can watch or listen to episodes on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts, and make sure to subscribe so you're notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. (laughs) 